0: The connection is built off of beliefs, values, and identity. So what we want to do is we actually want to, yes, shift perspective. We want to be that thought leader and that authority, but we also want to integrate intentionally some of our beliefs, some of our core values, and some of our identities. Because when we do that, it will start to attract the people that are most like us and form a connection on a subconscious level where they're not going to have to think about, do I like this person or do I not like this person? What will happen on a subconscious level is they go, I really like this person. I really like their message. And they're communicating in a way I've never heard before.
1: Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. What if I told you that the content of today's episode is going to do a lot of things for you and the growth of your business? The first thing being, it's going to help you magnetize the right people into your space. The second thing being, it's going to ensure that the work you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're putting your message out there feels aligned and Feels like it's leading towards more than just more profitability, which is also another byproduct of today's conversation, but more purpose behind the work you're doing. Today's conversation with my friend and someone I respect and admire in business and in life, Brandon Lucero is the founder of the Video 4X Methodology which fixes and elevates content inside of online brands and companies. He's responsible for literally millions of views and products sold online by focusing your content and messaging on changing beliefs, shifting perspectives, and the psychology of engagement, selling, and behavior. And that's why I'm so excited to have Brandon on today's show and to bring him into your earbuds because he has such an incredible way that he presents this power behind helping to shift people's perspective in your messaging and ultimately what that leads to for you as a business owner and for the recipient on the receiving end of your incredible message. So tune in today, have a notebook out. This is a really deep and meaningful conversation that incorporates more than just methodology and strategy, but really a lot behind purpose and alignment and leaning into your greatest priorities. So let's get to today's show with Brandon Lucero. Brandon, welcome to the Luminary Leadership Podcast. I'm so eager for our guests to get to know you both as a person I respect immensely, but also a leader within your industry. So welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Awesome. So I I think one of the big things that people love to hear when they tune into the show and we have guests on that have really mastered a specific space is just a little taste of the journey getting there. I know that uh, it's a different path for everybody. And sometimes when we see people at a certain level or um, having advanced to a certain place in business, we want to know, okay, so tell us a little bit about the path. Why did you go down this route? You know, What did that look like? founder of the Video Forex Method, millions of views online, and you have a really unique angle as to how you show up and serve. But let's pull back the curtain on it and tell us more about you.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, my name is Brandon Sero, and I'm a father, family man. And probably like a lot of your listeners, I was someone who was known for a long time that a job just wasn't for me. Like I remember sitting in, in sixth grade one time, and the teacher was going around the room, asking everyone what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I remember sitting there thinking like, I didn't, but back then I didn't know what an entrepreneur was and I didn't really know what a business, like I didn't I just didn't understand this concept. But I remember thinking like the boss, like I want to just do what I want. And so from there, when I was in sixth grade, I just kind of went through school and was a really good runner. And that's where I really actually, running is where I really learned to be a leader. And that's really where I learned leadership and what it meant to be a leader and um, became allstate, an all-state runner, one of the top runners in the state and, and in, in the country and got a scholarship to run at UC Irvine, which is uh, University of California, Irvine. And going into the freshman year, we were up in Mammoth Lakes, California, and we were doing what we call Hell Week and finished out the week. And we all hiked up to this lake. And I remember trying to be like Mr. Cool. And I climbed to the top of this cliff and I jumped off into the lake it and was, it was like 80, 90 feet high and landed in the sitting position and ended up breaking my back. And so oh my goodness, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And so from that moment, uh, I mean, I went, I went into college being like one of the top three runners going to be on the traveling team as a freshman. To having a broken back and relearning pretty much how to walk and then eventually run. And I was never the same runner since then. And so, I mean, it was good, but I was just never to the level that I was before. And about two and a half years into into college, um, I, I mean, I only went to run. Like I hated school. I hated formal education. It just wasn't me. I wanted to go create. I wanted to go just have fun. And so about two and a half years in, I ended up Quitting uh because I got diagnosed with Lyme disease. And so Lyme disease was something I've always had. It was just dormant in my system. But then when I broke my back, that like shock, for lack of a better explanation, reactivated again. And I had to go deal with that. So while I was recovering from all of that, that that two and a half years, I started working for my dad, who had a video production company at the time. And I was like, at the moment at that time, I was like, okay, great, this is amazing. Like, I'll just take over the company one day and I'll be my own boss. And um, I was very driven by money back then that's has since shifted, but I was very driven by money and I was like, okay, great. I'll be a millionaire. I can maybe sell the company one day and all of this stuff. And then my dad's company ended up going under. And from that experience, I saw a lot of what not to do in business. I saw a lot of like um, lack of leadership, lack of structure, lack of system, lack of process, lack of, or, or or, yeah, I guess lack of all that stuff, which led to a lot of problems inside of the business of not continuing getting clients, um, hiring the wrong people, keeping the wrong people over hiring. I just saw a lot of problems happening there. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, but when his company went under, I had missing paychecks, um, that I hadn't got. And then I had also was like left jobless without a college degree and like had no idea what to do. So I just started doing a lot, whatever I could to make money, building websites. I started following uh, Pat Flynn from, uh, from the Smart Passive Income podcast, learning about how to make money online. And basically, I was broke, trying anything and everything I could just to make money. I ended up becoming a door-to-door salesman for a Groupon-type site. And if you know me, you know, I'm just this huge introvert. I don't like selling. Anytime I'd go into a business, I'm looking at the ground, never making eye contact. Like I, was, I wasn't good <laughs> at all. And I remember sitting there one day in my truck, this pit in the bottom of my stomach, just going, what am I doing? This is not the life that I wanted. My wife and I had just gotten married. We had a roommate at the time just because we needed to pay rent. And I remember like having to walk into a business to go sell them to be on this website. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to do it, but I need the money. And I think I was making 500 bucks a month, this job. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to do it. And I get a phone call and my boss fired me over the phone. And I remember feeling so much relief that I didn't have to go do this job anymore. And I came home and I was like, well, what do I do? And so I just started doing what I thought I knew how to do, which was video, uh, because that's what I had done at my dad's company. And I just started selling videos and it didn't really get any traction. And then our roommate moved out and like, I don't even know what we can do because we can't pay rent. So we ended up having to move in with my wife's uh, parents. And they luckily let us live there at their house for four years, completely rent-free as I built the business up. But we basically went from me teaching video, doing video for local businesses to, to where we are today, like to fast forward the journey a little bit to where we are today. But I basically went from just selling videos for like 200 bucks a piece to then selling them for a thousand to $2,000 a piece, offering marketing of those videos on a reoccurring payment plan, meeting mentors like Jim Fortin and James Wedmore, creating a program around teaching other videographers how to go and sell their services, to then teaching people YouTube, to then teaching messaging, to now creating the video Forex effect and basically where we are today. So that's kind of like my... 10-year journey in 10 minutes or less.
1: <laughs> impressive. No, I, I'm so grateful for opportunities like this to really connect and peel back the layers of the onion and get to know the person behind the entrepreneur because we talk a lot about this idea of <clears throat> we have our skills, right? The things that we've learned, the things that you honed in working with your dad and then learning video. And those are, those are our skill sets that we can fine tune and improve on. Then we have these innate gifts that God just kind of gives us as we're born, and it takes a lifetime of cultivating it and figuring out what it even is and then having the courage to own it. And I think sometimes those things come out and are finally found only in the moments of deep challenge or heartache or struggle. And then hearing that you know, decade-long path of yours and hearing the challenges that you faced, it's cool to see how you found that innate gifting in yourself. It wasn't just about the video. It's about that resiliency and that courage and that willingness to keep going and just the vision to get past the moment that you're in. The fact that you felt that relief when you were let go of that job, although it was what was feeding you know, your family at that point. You knew there was something more in you and and that was kind of that launching pad into what was next, so thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people need to hear that they're they're listening and they might follow you or or start following you but to to hear that path makes it so much more human and so much more available to them when they're seeking their next level too
0: yeah, a hundred percent and you touched on something that was really important I think that a lot of people miss is like finding that that gift or the purpose, and I think Purpose is always changing. And I think people have a lot of different gifts and there's going to be gifts that people can develop that they aren't even aware of yet. So where I am today is is we teach messaging, we teach communication, we teach influence, persuasion, engaging content, but really what it is at the end of the day is communication and messaging. And my worst subject in school was English. Like if you told me I was going to get paid what I get paid to write scripts for like a select few people. I'll be like, no, you're you're freaking crazy. There's no way. There's <laughs> no way I would ever do that. But the path led me to this place. And I had to go through all of those down moments. I had to go through. And I, I look back at every step that got me here. and I'm like, wow, that was 100% necessary. And it led me to uncovering this gift of messaging and communication that I had no idea I even had. It was just one of these things that I discovered through putting stuff into action and just embracing the unknown. And I think a lot of people never get to that point. And because they never get to that that point, they never uncover that gift or that magic bullet or that magic moment. But at the same time, I'm also well aware that messaging is just my purpose in this moment. I know it's going to develop and evolve into something else. And I don't know what that is yet, but I'm excited to get that and learn it and see it and discover it. But it only happens through resilience and courage Mm -hmm. and courage and and keep moving forward through things that you might perceive as hard times, which really aren't hard times. They're actually gifts. Once you get to the other side and you'll see them for those gifts, once you get to the other side, hopefully. Mm, Um, But yeah, I think that's a really important point that a lot of people miss is that you just, you just never know. There's so much you can't see. And if you stop, then you'll never discover it.
1: Yeah. And without those really trying moments, maybe it would, the light would have never shone on it. You know, I think of that in becoming a mom and becoming a parent. Some of my most challenging moments have been in parenthood, but they've also showed me sides of myself and purpose within myself that I would have never had had I not had the blessing of becoming a parent. So you're right. It's an evolution, there's so much more. That's, you know, we never know what's next for us. But if we stay open and we receive those moments as challenges that we're going to grow through and that are going to shine a light on what we're called to, they really are gifts. And you're talking about messaging makes me want to dive in a little deeper in yeah. that category because I, I think a lot of the listeners, or I know a lot of the listeners just from having many conversations with them, they are in this place where uh, they're great at what they do, they've hit certain levels of success. And it's funny that we were just talking about this purpose piece that I didn't even anticipate because I think a lot of them are feeling like, okay, I found the success, but something doesn't, the fulfillment's not there. Something's not right. And they're being called into this next level. Mm -hmm. And what I want to dive into with you, because this is something that you're so incredible at is deep diving into the idea of helping people change beliefs. And you, you use your video content and your strategies to do that a lot of the times. And I think it's a critical part of leadership, which is what our conversations revolve around here is helping people see things through a different lens, really to open up the gateway to what's actually possible for them. So when you use that phrase of changing beliefs or shifting mindset or whatever it might be, what do you mean when you talk about that idea and and the power behind it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I usually will just call it shifting perspective, but To break it down very simply, like if you guys are listening to this podcast episode right now, you've already made a decision about this podcast episode. You've already made a decision about whether it's it's good, it's bad, it's entertaining, whatever. There's some kind of decision that you made, and if you are still listening, hopefully it was something along the lines of this is entertaining, or I'm curious, or whatever. There's some kind of feeling that was created, um, and you didn't consciously think of that decision. You didn't constantly consciously think, is this good? Is it bad? Is it entertaining? Is it not? What qualifies entertaining? What qualifies it as good? What qualifies it as bad? Let me do a a checklist and, and make a determination if I want to continue listening. No, you just kept listening because hopefully it was entertaining or you were interested. And the point I'm making is that that type of thing happens all day, every day with everything that you do. You don't make logical decisions every single day and every single moment of your life. It's impossible. I think, I believe the number was somewhere around 40 to 60,000 decisions we have to make a day. Everything from do I turn right? Do I turn left? Do I go here? And so, what happens is our subconscious takes over. Now, when our subconscious takes over, it makes decisions based off of information we already have in our head or our past experiences or past whatever. So when that happens, we go through our entire life with our subconscious automatically going, this is what happened. This is the truth. This is the meaning. This is what happened. But none of those things are necessarily true. So for example, let's use this podcast episode again. The only truth that's happening right now is that I'm talking on a Zoom call to a microphone. No one can argue against that because that's actually that's happening. Anything else beyond that is a meaning or interpretation or perspective that your subconscious gave to you. Now, the reason why this is so important, maybe some of you already understand this concept, but the reason why this concept is so important is because when we're creating content for an audience or for our customers, we have to understand that the audience and their subconscious is automatically doing that about the industry. So what happens is there will be industry norms or industry standards, that people just adapt as true or the right way or the best way. And maybe they are, but over time, those industry standards start to not be so relevant, start to not be so effective. But the problem is, is if no one comes in and steps in and says, here's a better way, or, Hey, those might be outdated. What happens is the industry holds a perspective or a belief that this is still the best way. So what we do is we help people identify what these industry norms are? What are some other limiting beliefs that your audience might have about themselves? And how do you actually craft communication and craft content that gets people to see things differently? And when we can shift someone's perspective like that, we literally start to shift their reality. Because what happens is when the subconscious mind says, this podcast episode is very entertaining. And you didn't have to think that. That's just a feeling that was, was created inside of your stomach or your head, that becomes your reality. You literally live in a world where that this podcast episode is entertaining, but it doesn't mean it's true. Like, I mean, it it kind of is, I feel like it's entertaining, but
1: (laughs) I'm biased, but but I agree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Like the only truth in order order for it to be true means what it has to be true. 100% of the time and not 100% of people are going to say, oh, this is entertaining hopefully the majority of them will. But the point is, is we have to understand everyone holds a different perspective. And there's also opinions. The way I like to describe it is when someone has an opinion, they're well aware that it's their perspective and that there are other perspectives. When someone is living in a perspective, but that perspective is the only option, they don't realize it's an opinion. It becomes the reality. And if someone's living in reality that causes suffering Well, you as a content creator or a business owner have an opportunity to end that suffering. And I'll give one example real quick, just to to kind of solidify this whole thought. But right now in the space that I'm in, so the online marketing space, course creation space, there's this belief that we have to do a lot of how-to content in order to grow an audience. We have to give everything away for free. We have to provide our expertise for free. We have to teach for free, and then we will build an audience because they know we're the expert. That used to work five, 10 years ago when there weren't a lot of experts, but now there's thousands of experts in a lot of different fields. So if you're a weight loss coach and you do a video titled, How to Lose 10 Pounds, well, 100 other people do the same video. The audience doesn't know who to go to because they're all saying the same thing or they're perceiving you as the same. So that's a belief or an industry standard inside of MySpace. So if I went and I created a video said that said, How to content is not how to grow an audience fast. I'm literally saying something that's going against the reality of a lot of people inside of my space. It's polarizing. So I grab attention, but then all I need to do is say something like how to content is one of the worst ways to grow an audience online. Look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He's grown faster than anyone has and ever will. And he doesn't do a single how to video or tutorial based video. And in two sentences, I got someone to pay attention to me, but also communicated in a way that gets them to go like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Gary doesn't do that. Wow. If he's growing faster than everyone else, why, why am I not doing what Gary does? Why am I still doing this old outdated thing? And that only took me three sentences, but what we're really, what we're really doing in that moment is we're shifting someone's reality and perspective from something that was causing them suffering, keeping them stuck to something that's more empowering. And to me, that's thought leadership when we can go in and disrupt and better our space and communicate it in a way that doesn't require people to think, but gets them to feel like, oh my gosh, they're right. That's true leadership and that's true power. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that's a good description of what I mean by shifting perspective.
1: Yeah. That's unbelievable because in that you've walked us through that journey. And I think a lot of people in the the first way through your example, the first you know, way you presented it into how you brought us to that Gary Vaynerchuk example, it was this pendulum shift. Like, it's like, okay, we might have been hanging over here, but now, wait a minute, now there's a different lens we can view this through. And I would have to imagine that this is also going to lead to a deeper connection point, more loyal I don't even want to say followers, but people that are more loyally behind your mission and the work that you're doing. And then ultimately, you know, conversions, because now you've built that connective tissue, you've got them thinking differently. I can, I get, I've had a lot of mentors in my life that I, I treasure and I'm grateful for, but the ones I really remember are the ones that didn't solidify what I already knew or didn't teach me how to do what I already knew how to do better. But they are the ones that turned life on its axis and had me see things differently.
0: Yep. A hundred, a hundred percent. And I will say you, you said one thing that was partially correct, but we can go deeper with it. Is you said, when we can shift the perspective for people, it brings a deeper level of connection and it can, it can do that. But what it really does from our experience is it gives You different positioning in the marketplace. It allows people to perceive you as something different than everyone else. It can build connection, but it doesn't always guarantee you're going to build connection. And I'll give you an example. I'm just going to use the whole vaccine thing just because it's it's crazy right now. Like there's people aren't just two different sides of it. If I shifted someone's perspective and let's just say I was against vaccine, I'm not saying I am or not. I'm not going to get into that. But just as an example, let's say I was against it and then half of my audience was for it doesn't matter if i shifted their perspective if we held two different beliefs doesn't mean they're going to connect with me as a person because we mm. hold very different beliefs right yeah yeah so what we have to do in combination with shifting perspective is we also want to incorporate beliefs that are related to the business our identities and our core values so when we think of our best friend when we look at your best friend i'm willing to bet that you and your best friend have common beliefs, common core values, and common identities, or at least one of those things is matched up, if not all three. And the deeper the friendship, the higher the value beliefs, identities, and core values you have. So for me, being a parent is a huge part of my identity. Like It's like number one, number two. And most of my friends nowadays are people that also have a really high identity of parent. Like Being a parent is also one of their one or two But then also that our values about life and stuff are also the same. So I'm willing to bet your best friend was the same that you've created. You have a best friend because of those same things and you didn't have to think about it, right? You just felt, I really like this person or I really connect with this person. And the connection is built off of beliefs, values, and identity. So what we want to do is we actually want to, yes, shift perspective. We want to be that thought leader and that authority. But we also want to integrate intentionally some of our beliefs, some of our core values and some of our identities, because when we do that, it will start to attract the people that are most like us and form a connection on a subconscious level where they're not going to have to think about, do I like this person or do I not like this person? What will happen on a subconscious level is they go, I really like this person. I really like their message and they're communicating in a way I've never heard before. So for example, Mm -hmm. for me, like entrepreneur is also a huge part of my identity. So I use the word entrepreneur in a lot of our content. It's who I want to attract. So I use it. Being a parent is a strong identity of mine, but I'm not necessarily trying to just, you know, attract parents. So I incorporate it a little bit because being a parent will reveal other things like how compassionate I am, how much I actually care about the next generation, which other people can connect with. So I do incorporate it in that way. But connection is really built from those three things. It's identity, values, identity, values, and beliefs. So you want to have like this, all of those kind of integrated inside of a mes- messaging and content inside of your, your brand.
1: I'm so glad you went deeper on that because I had this light bulb moment of uh, what had made me feel connected to you in your process. Although the content that you're teaching and how you're teaching it is of great value to me, uh, it was the elements of your values personally that really resonated with me, both through some of the content I saw you put out. And then when we've connected through the mastermind that you spoke in that I was a part of, and just, it was the family value part, because Mm -hmm. that's something that's of great importance to me. Obviously that's, you know, a major focal point of the company, but I'm glad you highlighted that because I was missing that point. And it, it's so true that depth and that ability to have both the the courage and just the confidence to be more of who you are and to put yes. those values front-facing is going to really magnetize the people who are going to be prepared to have that perspective shift with you.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And And you have to be careful with it too, because sometimes people will take like political stance stances on things they'll take mm-hmm. um, uh, you know stances about uh, topics or narratives that are popular in the media and talk about it on their platforms when you know if, if that's what you want your company to stand for that's that's great. go ahead and do that, but if you're always giving your perspective or belief on stuff narratives in the media or what's really popular right now, you actually start to segregate your audience a little bit. You actually start to, because not everyone's going to have the same beliefs all the time. And there are people out there because they'll take a polarizing stance on something to get eyeballs on them and attention on them. Even if that thing doesn't have anything to do with what they're selling or why they're like what their business is all about. Right. And you actually start to push a lot of people away. So you have to be very careful with it and careful with what you're doing and very intentional and think through like, what beliefs do I want to keep in business and then stay consistent with it. Don't flip-flop and change it around or pick something because it's popular over here. And You know, this is going to get you attention. You have to be very clear and intentional with, with what you're doing. But if you can do it correctly, you just elicit this feeling in, inside of people that is like, I really love this person, what they're doing, what they stand for and how they look at the world and how they look at you know their, their industry. And to me, that's like thought leadership. When you look at thought leaders, they're not flip-flopping back and forth. And I think a lot of people take this approach to online business as being an influencer mm. and not a thought leader. And we have to look at ourselves as a thought leader that has a business wrapped around in our thought leadership because influencers, influencers are here to like entertain, get followers, get eyeballs. Thought leaders are here to better the world. They're here to actually make real long-lasting change. They're here to like make the world a better place. And so I, I always remind people like you have to look at it through a lens of thought leadership and be very consistent on what it is uh you do and and remembering who you are and integrating that into, into the brand.
1: Yeah. Thank you for defining the differences between those two, because unfortunately, I think there's a little cloudiness for people between thought leadership and leadership as a whole and influencing. And yes, leaders have influence, but it's a very different ballgame, especially when you're speaking from a business angle and how you present yourself online and the impact that you're seeking to make. I mean, it's it's not knocking one or the other, but it's, it's really... Putting clear lines between the two and making a conscious choice as to which camp you're going to pursue because they're not the same.
0: Yeah, and you do bring up a good point. I, I, in my from my perspective, I think thought leaders um, can be influencers or or are influencers, but I don't think influencers are necessarily thought leaders. Bingo!
1: Yep, you got yep. it. I think that's that's so true. So. I mean, obviously you do a lot of this through video and I would love to, since we have a video expert on, I would love to just pick your brain a little bit more on that. So, sure. you know, the concept of what we've been talking about thus far is really the meat and potatoes of where I wanted to go today because I think it's it can be done through a lot of different ways. It can be done even in just the conversations we're having with people or um, behind the scenes or in the work we're doing or with our clients. But how are you using video to do exactly what you just talked about and why do you feel like that is one of the most powerful ways to make that shift?
0: Yeah, great question. So I'll talk about video, but I do I am going to give a little disclaimer in here as well is that a lot of the concepts I am talking about, they don't have to be in video. You can do these right. in podcasts, you can do them in images, ads, emails. They're just concepts of shifting perspective and connecting that can be integrated anywhere. However, I do love video. And one of the reasons why is because. It allows a couple of different things to happen It allows a visual component so people can visually see you. Like sometimes I will intentionally go in the backyard when my kids are playing in the background or screaming or whatever to like bring in that identity of mine into the content. Sometimes like I'm also very, very pretty spiritual based. And so sometimes I'll record stuff that has like, uh, you know, crystals in the background and stuff like that. Cause again, that's another part of my identity. And so you can do that with video. You can be very intentional you have the visual side of it, but you also have the audio side. So you're hitting, you know, multi senses with people, but from a strategy standpoint, one of the main reasons why I absolutely love video. And I tell everyone that you need to be doing it is that the way Facebook and Instagram are set up is that they have campaigns called through play campaigns. And what you can do is you can put a piece of content on Facebook You can run a through play campaign that tells Facebook, Hey, I'm going to run this with the objective of getting 15 second views. So minimum, every view I want is a minimum of of 15 seconds. And what they will do is they will say, okay, great. We will do that for you. Who do you want to show this to? And you can hand pick whoever you want. So I can run that to course creators, to program creators, to online business owners, entrepreneurs, I mean, you can pick. There's so many ways to target people. And if you have a an amazing perspective shifting video that reveals identities and core values that gives you like a, a different thought leader stance inside of the space, and you run that to a thousand people overnight, you actually get traction very, very fast. It's also a great way to test messaging. Uh, it's a great way to test communication, which by the way, are two different things. I'll talk about that in a second, but it also only costs you one penny per view. So for every Ten bucks I spend, I'm getting a thousand views overnight on my perspective shifting content that allows me to stand out and connect with people. So you can build really, really a quick momentum. Now the difference between messaging and communication is this: is I can have a message, which is I want my son's room to be clean. Like that's my message. That's what my company stands for. Is my son's room needs to be clean. I can communicate that message as. William, go clean your room right now because I'm your dad and I'm telling you to do it. Or I can communicate that message as, Hey, William, Superman cleaned his room in five minutes. Can you beat Superman? I'm probably more likely to have my message come to life, which is William's room should be clean using the Superman example. And that's a different way to communicate the same message. So what I also love with through play campaigns is that you get to test different ways to communicate your message. And when you are testing different ways to say things, you find out real quick, which one is basically overnight, which one is working and which one is not. So when I go into a launch or we go into a campaign or we do something, I'm not guessing at what's going to work or what's not going to work. I know what's going to work and what's not going to work because we've already tested it through through play campaigns. So we're testing things like copy headlines, all stuff that fall within my messaging, just different ways to communicate it. So that's one of the reasons why I love videos, because you can't really do that with a podcast. You can't really do that with an image, but you can do that with video. And it's, it's pretty easy to set up.
1: So on that note, for the video hesitant listeners who are like, I'm good at what I do, but I've never fully tapped into the power of video. Can you take the scaries out of it for them? Like, Where could they start where it would be effective without having to make a huge investment of learning time money, but it still would be worth them leveraging the power of video?
0: Yeah, I would say there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, um, most people think they're afraid of the camera. And what I always tell them is, no, you're not. You're not afraid of the camera. Like, how many times have you had your picture taken? How many selfies have you taken? Like, how many Zoom calls have you done that had the camera on? Like, you're not afraid of the camera. What you're afraid of is is judgment. And is it is it more important, important to you to get into your fear than to go out there and, and help people? And really, have you ever considered how selfish it might be for you to stay safe and in your fear? knowing that there's people out there that you can help, number one. And that might be a little aggressive for some, but I mean, it's true. Like there are people out there, you have expertise, you have knowledge that can go and help people. If you are afraid of the technology side of a video, which is also very understandable. Um, most of our best performing videos have been done with our phone. And a lot of times like doing stories on our phone or just recording something on my phone has been our most effective content. What I tell people is that the form of content you use is nothing more than a vehicle. So if you want to do it in a podcast, you want to do it in a professional video, a cell phone video, an image, those are all vehicles. They don't make or break your success. What you say, your messaging, what you're communicating is what makes or breaks the success. So if you feel confident in a video or uh, sorry, with what you're saying, then just say it to your cell phone and then post it or do it in a live stream. And you can also run that as a through play campaign. There's, there's no rule or law that says you have to have a professional camera, totally edited with microphones and all that. Your phone is just as good as any other vehicle to get your message out there. It's all about the messaging and less about the video. So if you're afraid of the, like the camera and all of these things, you're actually afraid of the thing that doesn't really matter. You're, you know, the message is what actually matters. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense?
1: yeah absolutely i I think or I agree because I've heard a lot of my clients and mastermind members over time share that same well oh, no I'm just not good on camera I'm not a camera person but it's really ultimately the fear behind that that's slowing them down and for me I know years ago when I first broke into doing video the times that I did set up the tripod and turn on the lights I was like so nervous because i i've set myself up to be nervous i'm like okay let's put yourself into an environment you've never been in to do something you haven't done shine a light in your face and try and perform so what helped me kind of get past that block was letting go of first of all i'm a super um i'm not a I'm not fancy. So I, I like to be really connective with the people I can, I talk with and I serve and I want my messaging to come through that way too. So I started taking my phone and going on a walk and videoing myself while I was on a walk. I was like, my hand was shaky and there's background noise, but I distracted myself from all the things in the environment that would make me nervous. And I put myself in an environment where I felt confident and I felt happy and I felt, you know, alive. And I just spoke my thoughts. Now, the first probably hundred videos were brutal, but over time it got me past that over focusing on the fact that I'm on camera and more focusing on my message by putting myself in a comfortable zone. And then ultimately I could be sitting at a desk with the lights, with the camera set up, and it felt more natural because I had done it enough times. So it's just like with anything else, find your way of kind of breaking through those limiting beliefs and those fears, because there's just so much to leverage there. And just from the simple fact that uh, I don't know. I just feel more connected when I'm looking at someone, when I'm seeing their face, when I'm seeing their expressions, when I'm hearing them make a mistake, that makes them human to me. I don't need them to read from a script and come off like they're a professional actor that's been training for you know decades to, to get this one video to me. I want them to be the human that I feel like I have something in common with and that I can share some piece of life that's relevant to what they're speaking to um, you know, through that camera.
0: Right, yeah, no, I agree it's it is that um authenticity and mm-hmm. the realness is really what it also will build connection on that subconscious level, and even inside our podcast, we don't edit anything like if there's a mistake, we just keep going, and or yeah. if like a car drives back, so we actually turned our garage into our our studio, so sometimes my wife will like, have to bring the kids to the to school while we're recording. you can hear the you can hear the car <laughs> up and all that stuff, and I'll address it, and like, "Oh, don't mind, that' just my wife taking the kids to school. like we keep all of that stuff in there not because we're lazy, but because that shows the realness authenticity, it releases again, identity of kids going to school. Like it's, it's just me it's real. And that's what people mm-hmm. connect with.
1: Yeah. And when you set set the expectation for perfection, I think it makes people uncomfortable. Like, I think that, you know, the other day I was recording and my husband started mowing the lawn. Like we clearly didn't communicate well on timing of things. Right. And I, you know, in the video, I was like, you know what? hubby's mowing the lawn right now. And it just, it almost makes you sigh a breath of relief because you're like, whatever, I've, I've put it out there before anyone could complain about it. And it makes them sigh a breath of relief of like, okay, cool. Like I'm not looking for any little error. I'm just rolling with it and absorbing the message because that's the whole point of why they're putting this out there for me.
0: Yeah, I love that you lean into it, which is which is cool. I always tell people to do that, like lean into objections or different things, because you take away the power from anyone to complain or whatever yeah. So I, that's what we do all the time. I love I love that you do that too.
1: Yeah, I it's just like it feels good. It kind of takes the pressure off of me, even though I'm. I, it works in the marketing piece and the magnetization of people. It also like allows me to be like, you know what, I'm going to call this out before you can, and then I'm just rolling with it, and it just takes yeah. the pressure off of everything. I love that everything that you brought to the table today. Brandon has been of just immense value, which doesn't surprise me one bit because that just to me seems like the type of guy you are. I really appreciate just the way you do what you do. And like I said before, the reason I felt, uh, from the very first time I heard you speak, you started sharing a story about your kids and I could see you get teary-eyed and I'm like, oh, okay, like th- these are my people. And it's why I wanted to include you in the process when we brought uh, Breathe Life into the Luminary Leadership Company, because I see you not just as an entrepreneur doing great things or seeing success, but really as that thought leader we talked about today, but doing it in integrity with who you're called to be and who you're called to be is a father and a husband. And those those things take precedent and priority. And I really love that you honor that. So thank you for your support along the way. That's just been yeah. something I am so grateful for from you and so many of the other uh, leaders that have been just behind this mission. And thank you for your time today. This was just an absolutely eye-opening podcast. I think this will really serve our people well. And I want them to know where they can come hunt you down. So can you share a little bit about the best places to connect with you?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for saying all that. It means, it means a lot. I'm glad I come through that way. Uh, so thank you. And for anyone who does want to follow uh, me in different places online, uh, it, we talk a lot about the messaging. We go even deeper than what I talked about today um, over at the New Generation Entrepreneur Podcast. And so we talk about messaging, but we also talk about bringing up the, the next generation and presenting more opportunities for them to pursue their passion and not always just sending them straight to college just because you think that's what you're supposed to do. So we talk about all sorts of really cool stuff there, but also our Instagram is probably the next best place. So the handle is I am Brandon Lucero. You can just head over there. Those two places are probably the best to check out what we do.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. And I look forward to getting this in the hands of our listeners.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.